the Creative Collective Podcast, hosted by Shomari KRL. I'm joined on your screen by the six-time St. Vincent and the Grenadine Soka Monarch winner and one of the most identifiable personalities in the Caribbean to date. Um, he has not just captured audiences with his hit songs such as Behaving the Worst, Blinking Bad, and his monster collab family, just to name a few, but he has also written songs for the major players in the soccer world. Um, he usually says that he is 135 pounds, but it's safe to say that um, he is considered a heavyweight in the soccer right. industry. So ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gamal Doyle, a.k.a. Skinny Fabulous. Skinny, welcome to the program today, my brother. Yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. A nice, a, a nice little setup in GAD. Yeah, yeah you, but once you come on this podcast, you go and get in. Nice yeah, 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 once yeah, you come yeah. here, go and get. Yeah, no, I want to let everybody know. What, what, I want to let everybody know that we have Skinny for a limited time today because Skinny actually is catching a flight to come and meet us here in Trinidad and Tobago. So yes. the conversation might be a little bit condensed. Um, but at yeah. the same point in time, we've been talking about this for weeks. Um, I know you're busy. As, your schedule has been crazy. Um, I actually want to yeah. start there. I mean. You've been to Dubai in the last couple of days. Um, you right. just did a show in New York City last night. Um, yeah. You're heading to Trinidad, as I said, for a couple of days here. Um, how does it how does it feel to how does it feel to be still having your, your nostrils abused before you go into that, the front that, Is it something again accustomed to or not? No, you, you don't get accustomed to it, bro. It, it, and I mean because it's so inconsistent the way these tests are done by different nurses. Is that one time somebody just barely make a little swab and then another time it's brain surgery and back of your head you feel a bit you know? So it doesn't get it doesn't get any better at all and it's pretty annoying. So traveling has become a hassle. Right. But getting you know I mean getting to the destination is the hassle, but the traveling itself is not my issue, you know. Like the, the idea of being all over the place is, is works for me. Yeah. It's actually become a part of I feel any minute. I'm I'm grounded for too long. Like I was a little, I was really miserable during the first part of the pandemic, be, simply because I wasn't able to do my usual travel around. And right. and when you're traveling around, you're complaining. Eh? I was complaining like that. It's, it, that's travel. funny. Like like we'll be in airports. It's like dog. We had to wait on our next flight. Yeah, this. But then for that period of time when you're not anywhere, it's like yo, I can't go a place right now. <laughs> Boy, I miss delayed flights. I miss sitting on the. <laughs> Waiting for flights after with the pandemic, you know. But um, I give thanks to the blessing of having uh, opportunities to still be amongst um, some of the artists that are consistently booked throughout the world um, during and then the, the, the later half of the pandemic. And now, um, as we see, um, the outside world, um, we outside already. Yeah. So I'm just happy to be a part of a... Uh, a collective of, of of creatives that still get to enjoy um, doing what we want to do and what we love to do. You know, it's so funny you say that. Do, do you find it odd now as somebody who is outside a lot, um, coming back to the Caribbean and seeing how the protocols and restrictions still have us kind of like in, not necessarily lockdown, but at the same point in time, we're definitely not outside to the fullest. Is that no, strange it, to you? Or? It, you know what it is? Because I am so much in and out of it. It, it's like a whiplash. So I came to Trinidad and I went by Golden Bell because I wanted the ramen. I wanted that spicy <laughs> yeah, beef ramen. You, right? hey, welcome to Skinny. You must have the ramen, dog. You must you have, the ramen. have the ramen. Right? <laughs> so I went to Golden Bell, but I so program. I had just come from Miami, but I so program in the Miami ways that I waltz up in, in um, 
golden bell, but I had called ahead for my order. Once up in day, right. I don't see my, my, my ramen over there in that bar. I come to <laughs> the woman tell me, but so you don't have on a mask. I said, ooh, I forget yeah. what I'm <laughs> And I'm like, okay, but sorry, next time I'll know, just give the bag, hello, the money, keep the change. The yeah. young lady refused to take the money and the change and did not give my ramen. Because I don't know, go, I had to go by Burger King. I didn't get on there. I had to go by the pharmacy. The pharmacy didn't want me US. I had to go by Massey Beggar Security to buy a mask for me. Yeah, it was drama. Yeah. Just yeah, to get. Is. So it, I understand it that it, it it's not a lockdown, but if you're accustomed to a certain type of freedom outside, then it feels very restrictive. And I hope that in the near future, we get to a place where we kind of understand that if we were to deal with the common cold, which is also a virus, in this right. type of way, would always be this way. We have to, at some point in time, work on our immune system and realize that we just had to work through this thing. No yeah. amount of real... Anyways, I don't want to get into that because it might, it might sound... Yeah, you know, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah. I, but as you, as you <laughs> notice, and as plenty of people notice right now, the UK... Well, Boris, Boris said, "Is it? We, <laughs> Boris said, "Is it? We open. We, we ain't bothered with no protocol again. If you, if you vaccinated, come off it. If you ain't vaccinated, still come off it. <laughs> he ain't really business. He ain't really business. But I mean, as I said that, um, there's actually something I saw last week just to get your take on it. And this well, is um, a video Look of you guys um, actually performing at the um, SVG National Day in Dubai, uh, the Expo. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that experience. I mean." As, as somebody who goes into these kind of environments with people who may not be as accustomed to soccer as we are, um, is it something that you still get nervous about even as a seasoned artist going into crowds like this? Or is it something that you look at as a challenge that you're able to take up and just run with the mantle for it? Um, you know, I, I want to be honest here that like, I, I, this is the first time I actually seen this playback of this performance. Right. So I was actually kind of watching it and see what happened in here. Yeah, well, let, let me take care of this song. To answer your question, you know, as and after you're doing something for so long, man, it's almost so second nature to me that it does not matter what type of crowd what size crowd it all feels the the same the same kind of jitters that i would have performing at a bar in san fernando is the right. same jitters i have in front of all these um british uh, emirates or indians or saudis or whatever it's the same it's the same level of jitters but it's a it's a jitter that does not obstruct or restrain or hamper in fact that jitter is actually a, a constructive jitter to me if i right. don't have that jitter it's because i'm bored and i don't want to be there right. or i don't right. feel it's important but right. as long as i feel it's an important show and i feel like all shows are important i always have that little okay skip boom let's do this bam bam i still need to shrug my shoulder and and go and, and and do what I need to do, but there's I don't I don't differentiate between the sizes of the shows anymore. I've I've, right. I've been too seasoned to, to even study that. Yeah, and it's funny enough because I mean, and I was looking at a, a conversation that you had with our dear friend Kara. So big up Kara Denell, um, in right. our research for this conversation, and Kara right. was saying 
at that point in time in the conversation that you are a really confident guy in your abilities. Um, and I look at for you to be able to perform in any um, environment, even if you're seasoned and you'll be comfortable, but also have the jitters, it still takes a particular level of confidence to perform for somebody that might not know English and you still have to command an audience like that or somebody in an in a area where um, it's not predominantly a soccer environment, but at the same point in time, you want to go and deliver. Because even in looking at the performance, your diction is a little bit different. The way you say things is a little bit different right. because you know you're not in front of the normal Caribbean people that you'd be in front right. of. Where right. do you think that confidence in total comes from? I mean, is it something that you would say was grounded in your upbringing as an individual? No, um, where, do you, where do you see that, that, that confidence coming that's, from? That's the way it is, Mary. That's the way it is, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up being confident. I didn't grow up being the star child of of my household. I was the only child, so I had all the attention. But um, in school, my earlier school days, I was not that guy. I was that guy, that little skinny guy who, you know, Nice. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't well, believe yeah, you. I think you picked on on them kind of things. I never, I never go through the early part of my childhood being confident or feeling confident or, or in anything in my personality, in my in my physical appearance, any of that, until music. Right. Music is what gave my personality confidence. Through music, I was able to develop a sense of self and a sense of worth that eventually became a sincere and legitimate part of my psyche. You know, I don't have to put it on anymore. It, it is there. But I know the root of that confidence came from music. The love I got from music and the love I gave to music, it ended up just building a type of confidence. So like when I'm on that stage in, in Dubai, and here's, here's something I want to share with even upcoming artists too. Yeah. Um, confidence and charisma and comfort on stage doesn't matter what language what genre it translates to a crowd if Fox. you're up there and you shaky within your own head trust me this sense that shakiness you go up there confident they never hear a word of anything that you said or they've never heard a song from you but you're so confident and collected in how you deliver what you're doing they feel it Crowds just feel it. When you're being affected by the music that's happening behind you and you pay attention to the mess up behind there, if you notice, a, a crowd would feel that you're frustrated and they will Correct. absorb that energy and all of a sudden your the whole energy in the crowd will drop. Correct. So you have to always manage your energy to manage their energy. You know? Correct. Correct. Yeah. It, it's so strange that you say that when you was in school, um, you, you, you wasn't really that confident guy. Now, one, one of the things about this podcast is that we like to do our research, right? right. Um, funny enough, if you go on YouTube and you type in Skinny Fabulous interviews, there are five interviews that come to the top of it. One of which is from 20-something odd years ago. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes, when, 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 but you see, <laughs> I had already, I had already <laughs> discovered music. <laughs> The one when she asked, when she said, um, all the best to you, and I said, all the best to me too, or something. I can't remember. Well, I mean, no, I have it queued up here, though. We can get it if you, if you, if you, all right, quickly, let me get it. So this is, this is Gamal Doyle. 
20 years ago or 20 something odd years ago, right? <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Expose. This evening we'll be chatting with Gamal Doyle, also known as Skinny Fabulous. Good evening, Gamal, and welcome to Expose. Okay, greetings to you, Malika, and <laughs> greetings to St. Vincent and the Grand. Oh, God, okay, don't do where that. Do you get the name Skinny Fabulous? Well, if you look carefully, I can say that's self explanatory. The skinny part, of course. <laughs> Yes, I'm very skinny. The fabulous cannot be seen visually at first glance, but then once you get to know me, I can say that I'm fabulous. So in terms of plans, I'm trying to do some marketing outside of St. Vincent, and hopefully that will come true, and it's beginning to show some light. Thank you, Mr. Fabulous, for being a part of our show, and I want to wish you all the best in your musical career. Okay. Very funny thing about that video, eh? This is funny thing about that video. First of all, I know Malika, so shout out to Malika after all these years. So big up Malika right. one time. That is number one. Yeah. Two, it was the 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 way that it delivered, how it is okay, what put the name skinny fabulous. As you rightfully say, you know the skinny, as you can see, are skinny, but at the same point in time, the fabulous cannot be seen or heard or something like that. So right, for you yeah, yeah, for you right. to say that point in time. For you to say that point in time, yeah, I still wasn't this confident guy. And we looking at that video, it kinda hard to believe that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you see, that was saying, like, um, I had already discovered music by the time that interview was happening. Right. You understand? Prior to prior to that, some years before that, you couldn't get me in front of a camera. You couldn't get me to speak like that because it just would not have been me. She's talking to me now because of music. I know this, so I know. I have a I have a, a, a limelight and I know that I need to be I need to prescribe the behavior that I need to become. Yeah. And so yeah. I became that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. You know, I and it's yeah. funny you say that because um as an artist, within that same interview, you have speak spoken about the struggles that you had in the early part of your career starting right. to develop at that time as a you want to be a dancehall artist, right? Um, obviously, yeah. you as a as an individual, you appreciate all genres of music, and you are not a dancehall singer or so you are artist. That's why I look at it. But do you think that some of the struggles that you had in the early parts of that career are are some of the things right now that help you keep that grounding right now in all the challenges that you may have even now? The dancehall um, background. Well, just just the, the the background in music in total, but at the same point in time, as I said, at that point there were struggles that you had as a dancer artist. I quite right. certain, even coming up as an artist from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, um, there would be struggles as an artist as well too. Do you think those those right. struggles have helped you now to be more grounded in, I guess, the challenges that you may be facing in a much more advanced stage of your career? Yes, I I would definitely think so because you know. Um, I I got I got uh, a type of rejection from dancehall. I want to say from dancehall, not the industry, but a type of not self rejection, but a, a coming to grips with what it means for a young guy from Saint Vincent and the Grenadines going into Jamaica trying to be the next bounty killer. Hmm. Like it, I, I, I followed that dream until the dream itself had to clash with what is realistic of your geographic background, your cultural background. It is you asking uh, a, a whole audience, a whole country right. to accept something that they know is not legitimately yours. 
Yeah. And I and I went to Jamaica. I worked with Kid Pritch, um, the Seeker, uh, General Degree, Ritty, Beanie Man. I, I met all the persons that I needed to meet. And it right. was like, yeah, you're bad. Well, yeah, boy, you're bad. But it's still a bad in a, um, it was a novelty. Right. It's just that when Beanie Man came to Soka and he's saying, Carnival is pumping. Yeah, we just yeah. read the song, but we don't know say Beanie Man is a Soka artist. Right. Right. Beanie Man is just a man who sings a soca song. So that's Correct. how it Correct. And so what the lesson I learned from that is, man, sometimes you can chase something and you owe it to yourself to chase it to the very end. Yeah. You owe it to yourself to chase it to the very end, but you have to know when to not throw in the towel, but to modify your dream. Right. And be adaptive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, even yeah. my struggles now, for many times I did competition and didn't win and whatever, whatever, whatever. I done by then accustomed to getting the no one realizing, okay, this is not the route or it might not happen now, it might happen next year. You know what I mean? So even for, for young and upcoming men, all them knows, all them knows and declines and things, they will end up being a part of your story and a part of what makes you you. It, it's so funny you say that too because like, you again, as a startup, saying six times Soka Monarch winner, um, and one of the most notable individuals from St. Vincent. But I know what it is, right? I'm Trinidad and Tobagonian, and I know that there are a lot of artists who mash up in the country. And when they come right. to Trinidad for Soka Monarch or they come to perform, they really gain the kind of love that they would have gotten back home. And I know a right. shout out to all the guys like Hyper 4000, Hans, and these guys who are Soka Monarch winners in their own right. And they come right. to Trinidad wanting to not just um, represent themselves, but represent St. Vincent, feeling that they'll get a fair hearing. But at the same point in time, it's, it's challenging to break into that market. And one of the things I was really trying to do with this show is try to in, give people that encouragement. You of yourself, right. you, uh, do, would you, did you go through that entire process? And what do you think was the one thing that you did to help you get past that challenge of having to break into new markets like that? Um, I would say lucky for me, I'm just a nice guy, Shamari. <laughs> nice you know, when you're a nice guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you. it works out. Yeah. 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 And, you know, but I, I think because it's, it's so much things and factors that need to stitch together to make the success out of an artist. And it's really and truly talent is the most important thing yes but it is not the only thing that will guide you through the process of breaking into any market Correct. because you need a good team around you you need to be open to networking and i mean for me i know i was as good as my team but i also knew that every time i was given a microphone i made the best of it yeah. Whether or not, whether it was actually through stage or just being in an interview, I made sure to to embrace the culture of let's say Trinidad and Tobago, and just be of it. I, I I never I never stopped to try to behave like an outsider inside. Trinidad. Yeah. I I took the time, and uh 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 you uh, know because I when I when I when I first started to come to Trinidad, I came just as I wanted to go into the feds in the crowd and watch the performances. Although I was going to go on stage maybe in 15 minutes, but if I wanted to go and be of that, to feel it, to be a part of it, to understand it, 
you know? And again, like I said before, your confidence and your comfort on a platform or a stage is contagious. When people yeah. know you're comfortable and you feel like you're ready, they will accept you because there's no tension between how you're selling yourself. Yeah. So I, I just I just feel like that has always been the key for me to to break into a lot of these markets. I sometimes I feel like a major my management's of a different bit Barbados and I feel like Bajan people just love me like I'm I'm a Bajan too. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and clearly you know Trini is my place. Me and Rolly yeah. tight like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it come it come like me I tell people um and and we'll segue to that quickly. I tell people that I get a lot of love you know, in places, but something about St. Vincent is a different type of love. And, and you know this, there are people in St. Vincent that feel I am part Vincentian, you know, so I'm because of the kind of love that I've gotten to St. from St. Vincent. And that, that takes me to a good segue to this. Um, for individuals that don't know, because I always tell people St. Vincent is probably one of the most underrated islands within the Caribbean, right? And I've been saying that right. for years. Right. Tell, tell people what about St. Vincent that makes it so uniquely different from all the other Caribbean islands. Well, you know, here's what. I mean, each each island would tell you, well, no, we're the best with this, with that. <laughs> but I'm going to give fair jackets to fair jacks. No, I would never... There's certain... There's certain aspects of soca and, and cultural festivities that I will not say give an umbrella best to say St. Vincent is the best of all things. Right. But what we are uniquely the maddest about is that we party on a different type of level Correct. and riotous energy than any other country in the I love that term. Riot Let me write that down. Riotous. Hold on there. Riotous energy. I go and put that on my next mix. Yeah. Riotous energy. I love it. I love I'm it. telling you because it's something that happens to Vincentian men in particular. And right. because we grew up, we grew up seeing this type of behavior as normal. We right. grew up having carnivals in villages with big trucks going uphill. And we're not, not a savannah with nice grass and things. No, 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 no. Yeah. And we pass in like a, we might pass a graveyard, we might pass a banana field. Or as, or as, I, as, I, as I, I like to say, you go down a gap, you go down a side gap, yeah. Boom. Now <laughs> yeah. what happens when you go down these gaps and up these hills? You would want to run into a banana field. You might want to pick a bunch of bananas. You might <laughs> want to pick an orange tree. You might want to pick up somebody dashing. And what happens? <laughs> Is that we have an energy where it it became cool for Vincentians to be wild, creatively wild, but it's the most wild. loving wild that you'll ever meet because you will go into that crowd and it looks scary, and the minute you're in it, you feel like you're a part of a family of just wildness. Yeah. And a man will push you, but still make sure you don't fall down at the same time. Yes, yes, and you yes, get yes. Into that. And I trust me when I tell you that energy cannot be replicated or will anyway. not be found anywhere else. But anyway. they just come a little close because they have the little pigs and the crabs and the frogs in their pockets when they're doing the thing. But that is a different aspect of it. We're talking about just regular party in a crowd, Vincentian's party on a whole nother level. Point blank. And now you're right, yes. We just take off with clothes and go home left with shoes and just pelt off with it. That's we. We like that. It's yeah. what makes us proud. To be yeah. Vincent Jones. If you're yeah. never convincing and you want to see creative 
but peaceful riots. Yes, so, peaceful riots. Creative riotousness. And this, this, that, everything that you just said embodies how I feel about St. Vincent from coming to St. Vincent from the first year since 2013. I'm not really understanding how to make it in words, but you just yeah. said it yourself in that. In that same regard, um, some people look at you right now as like St. Vincent's most popular ambassador in that regard. Um, do you look at yourself like that? Do you look at yourself as like Vinci's most popular um, no. uh, ambassador? I, or? No, no, and that's that's a that is a that is a, a, a slope that I know it's it's easy for persons to maybe say that or maybe ask if I think that, but the truth of the matter is, I am a part of a cultural machinery that existed before me so before me you had the likes of a poser right um harry bank you had beckett aston beckett, beckett Cyrus, teaser mm -hmm. you had so, so so i don't mind if you want to give me a yeah james ep who made his, his hit on the scene before me i look at some no kid correct no kid you had kevin little you know turn me on so like it had it have a whole several generations of of people who championed the cause before me so I, I wouldn't want to say that i am that now and then in these current times you still have the likes of a problem child and problem, problem. child amazing work on writing on carrying the brand too and then you have hyper 4000 you have a lot of upcoming vincent and artists who just day and they just didn't get the shine as yet so i am fortunate how i describe it i am fortunate now to be able to have the shine i am one of the artists that gets some of the most shine but yeah. i am not i don't want to consider myself the shine i'm not the shine i just get a lot of it yeah but i share that spotlight with all other artists and i i i actually love that about about your island in terms of when artists whether it be problem child hans luther any one of them when they go on a stage, the first thing I do it says that I am XYZ from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Yeah, as like yeah, as you yeah. rightfully say, it's not like one person um looks at herself as the full representative, but each of you all are part of an ecosystem that come together to actually not just promote the music but promote the island and be ambassadors to the island as one. And that's something significant that I think a lot of people really do appreciate about that. Even that performance I showed before um that vincy mass performance or that saint vincent Day performance from dubai yeah. it was you and a, a team of artists that were going out there um representing saint vincent and the gradients to the world and that's an important thing do you do you think that is something that you would like to probably see other countries adopt because yeah Trader, listen i don't know about you but one man going there <laughs> one man going there it's an old it's an old team of fellas going out there as one unit it's yeah. like how they went there as one unit representing this island yeah, I I have not seen. I think Saint Lucia is probably the only other place I may have seen that. But, but I, I but don't know maybe, if that's something that could be, you know. But maybe to Shamari, maybe you, you might think surprisingly that that is uh, as a result of maybe the artist mentality or lack of unified mentality. Right. And in a case like this, it actually may not. It actually might be a case where there aren't many opportunities for them to do that. Um, on a unified front, but I have seen, if if I'm going to be fair, I have I am seeing now a culture of of artists being 
friends and understanding that we as an industry hold the power to sure. control our own promotional destiny and how we do things. So the likes of a lyrical holding a show, but having his peers on it, not just as like just little run-ons, but really feel that type of, I am doing this for my friend lyrical. I'm doing this for my friend Nadia. I'm doing it for my friend boys. I am slowly seeing a sense of unity but i get what you're saying because it's still not under the umbrella of promoting maybe trinidad but it's right. on the umbrella of supporting each other as friends but that is the that is still the foundation that is required for them to be able to support each other on a national level i just yeah. don't think that maybe there's that opportunity for them to do that but i think i don't have i have no doubt that a lot of the artists that i've met from trinidad they will be full game for that yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, Skinny has to catch a flight just now. So we're going to keep him for 10 more minutes and then send him on his way. I know we usually get into questions during the live, but as you see the comments coming up, we'll have the comments during the night, but I don't want to keep Skinny from coming into Trinidad and Tobago. We'll take one or two. One or two, one or two, one or two, one or two. Um, we were talking about, you know, um, that, that kind of unity that you see with artists. And I always give full kudos, or we like to say in Trinidad, I like to give flowers to artists like Hans, Problem Child, right. Hyper, and the rest of these guys that are now um, being able to build that machinery for themselves. And it's talents that people in other parts of the region may not have heard, but when you hear the talent, it's, it's identifiable. I always tell people, I love Hans in terms of some of the music he puts together. Um, right. As I say, Problem exactly. Child, one of the best writers you can get on, on any song. Um, is it important for you right now um, to, to, to be part of, I guess, mentorship to the future artists who still looking for that um, way to get in? You know, what, what have you I kind would, of been doing to, 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 to do that, to have that part of that, that, that way, to, if, if you want to put it like that, in terms of mentoring young love, artists? I would love it. I would love to be it, that. Yeah. Right? But I'll, I'll tell you this, maybe I might get in trouble, but this is uh, how it goes. We, we like to be real here, man. So you can, yeah, you, be, real. be real, be real, be real, be real. I'll be, be, be real. We have, uh, and maybe this exists in, in the different countries and the different genres and things, but we have uh, a, a generation of artists that is, that, that is coming up that is also so consumed with their own egos mm. that the simple step of saying to another artist who has done it who is doing it the simple step of saying hey help me or hey um i see what you're doing i would love to to, to be on that path what are some of the things that you'd recommend and i i often wonder like why some of these artists don't do that more or even worse why sometimes when there are opportunities where i want to do that and i extend a, a, a branch to just say listen if you're if you're serious call me let me set up some studio time and let's go and work and bro yeah. i would be like yeah what are you doing this sunday let's go studio let's see what you have let me let me let me try to you know, put together something and let me put together a care package and let me get it done. Yeah. And I say, yeah, yeah, Sunday, four o'clock, is it right? <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah. And I mean, so it's like sometimes is is you want to be that to, to, to other upcoming artists, but some of them just they, they, don't, they don't want it. I laughing because you say, um, hey, let me put together EPK. And I tell Red Flesh, or they that don't even know what EPK is. <laughs> like, I have an EPK. And I remember sitting around telling a guy, yo, um, I go and send him a, my, my press kit. And it's like, what? It's like, you got that? It's like, yeah, I mean, as any day as a DJ trying to market yourself. So not everybody will know that your big song is or you played here, but people have to have a point of reference. And I think it's important to know that a lot of artists look at the business side of the of the music in addition to the music itself and that's something that i guess you're speaking to correct yeah 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 i mean i here's an example eh? i'm not to segue from the, the business anger that you just brought but like i was talking to an artist and right. i ended up telling him you know one of my one of my bigger songs were they, it was actually not written by me right which is a song called Watch Thing. Uh, one of my favorite songs. I love Watch Thing. Watch Thing was I not written by you. Whoa. No, that that is a that is that is a surprise to me here. I didn't know that. And that is my hands down favorite tune. As you realize in the intro. I'm a favorite tune. So yeah, yeah. Bam. See, see. So um what I would the point I was making to him, we we're having a conversation about okay, you have a good song here. Um but maybe, maybe you could get somebody else to help you with the verses. The hook is good, but there's no continuity with the vibe. So let's try to get somebody else to help with the verses. You know, okay, you have this one who really good at this, and you have a you know, the partner they who really good. Maybe y'all could work this one song together and you could help him with his hook and all they work it out. Nah, boy, skinny, we don't really want no man write for me and thing enough. No, 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 no. I have, to, I have to write my own thing then, bro. I have to write my own thing. And then I told him, I said, bro, I have already proven myself as a good writer. You know, right? Correct. I don't have that to prove again. Understand that some of my favorite work, I actually accepted it from other artists. Yeah. Wetty Beats who write um, Watch Thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when Wetty Beats presented it to me, I had zero ego. It's, it's either I like it, it's so good, it, it could work. That is the end of it. The product is what takes priority, not your ego or what people will say about the biggest soccer artist in the world, the king of soccer. Hands down, he understands what it means to get creative elements from writers. Correct. 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 You're not there to boost your ego. You're there to put out the best product possible for the people's enjoyment. That is yeah. it. But I'm saying some sometimes. The ego of an artist prevents their own progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can agree that. I, and one thing I'll say about you, um, knowing you all these years I do, is that um, well, I only, I only recently realized that some of the things that people that are real interested in, like football and basketball, and th them things don't bother you, right? I, so, so I realized that, that Skinny is not the guy to be sitting down and talking about the Barca game or the Man U game. Or, huh? or what going on the NBA and that kind of thing. So you're, you're not I, that guy. I know I have friends who be going crazy over Arsenal and Barca and you. And I don't even know these things colors. I do not know. I know one is blue, one must be white or whatever, whatever. And I know of two men in football. A man named Messi, Messi. Sean, and another one named Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> That's it. Right. That's it. Right. And, in, but, and in basketball, I know about Kobe, I know about Curry. You know about LeBron, right? LeBron James, right, right, and that Michael is. Jordan. So that's what you need to do. That's yeah, what you need to I'm, do. But I'm, saying, I'm, I'm not into games. I don't know about Halo. I don't even need for speed. 
I'm not into those things. But, but not, he, not... he, he, has, he has a talent that you do have, which I feel a lot of people don't really understand. When you do attach yourself to something, you immerse yourself in it to be able to understand it to a particular level. So Skinny right. Fabulous is an artist, yes. But Skinny Fabulous also is the co-owner of a band, Oxygen Mars and St. Vincent. Right. And where right. some people might be like, well, Skinny is just the face of the band, um, I know that multiple times I've seen you in the band camp with Karen and others handing out costumes and going through that whole um, you know, process of that. Um, right. do, you, do you think that for you, um, you look at that as part of a talent that you have, being able to immerse yourself so deeply into projects that you have that you want to actually know that if tomorrow, um, let me just say tomorrow, Oxygen, Karen's like, yo, skinny, I can't make it today. You can now put together the band for yourself. Do you, do you think that that is a, a talent that you have? Bro, it's a, it's a, it's a talent and a, and a curse at the same time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's a curse. <laughs> no, because uh, I cannot be the face of it. I, right. either, as either I doing something or not doing it. I, yeah. I've, I've never been in a in a business situation where I'm just uh, the cosmetic side of it. Never. Yeah. Yeah. So in the case of our oxygen thing, it was a legitimate split effort situation. Right. right. It was not face thing. And why I say that blessing and a curse because even in, in anything I do, I get so as you said, immersed in the situation. Yeah. That I tend to micromanage it. I, try to, I, I want to be a part of every detail. So in, right. the, in the lights of oxygen, I, I could tell you what the food was. I could tell you who was the caterer. I could tell you how much per head. I could tell you what type of feather, if it's coats, if it's pheasant, if it's, if it's um, ostrich. I could tell you the different dyes of the color. I could tell you the bees. I could tell you who's the supplier. I could tell you which part of China it come from. Because <laughs> I want to know every single detail and be yeah. able to deconstruct that costume from what I see on the road to the bags of gems and things that came on boxes from China. I yeah. want to be able to do that. Yeah. And so that applies in everything. That is why at this point in time, I ended up doing events because I can't be coming to an event for a promoter and doing this and not understand the back end of it. So I then became a promoter in rights and doing my own events all over the place. Yeah. You know? and I like to go to bars and I like to have good drinks. And so I then wanted to be a part of that. So now I open in our bar in St. Vincent, our bar. Yeah. Now, but I want to be in it. And I don't want, and my problem would be that I would end up wanting to be a part of managing and I can't do that. So that, that's why I say it is the talent, it is the blessing, it is the curse. I don't so know how to step out of, out of all these things right now, if you were to say, okay, tomorrow I go and hang up the artist's hat, which I know you're not going to do at all. But let me right. say tomorrow is go and say, yo, I, I feel I go and take a break from music, however. Is there one of those things that you think you'd immerse yourself the most into over a particular period of time that you really want to see flourish, like in a greater, greater sense? No. If if I hang up if I hang up music is because I'll add, add something else to the already existing things that I have. Yeah. It wouldn't be that I I know say I'm going to focus on just all of the energy on this. So if if it's if it's retail and doing that whole um, amusement park attractions which I do, or if it's the kids store, or if it's the bar, or if it's the events, I'll just add something else to replace music and just give it all because I. I'm too jittery, I'm too restless. I like to be, have my hands in things. Yeah, 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 I got you, I got you. Um, two quick questions before we go. As I said, people, skinny, had to leave like now. And I'm real thankful that you still made the time this evening. Um, 
I asked Ricardo, Drew, something at the beginning of, of this season. Drew and yeah. I was talking about being a, a, a parent and more importantly, mm -hmm. being a girl dad, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I know you're a girl dad as well, too. And I've seen in multiple conversations where you said that, you know, you, you, you always ensure that even in traveling, it might be challenging. But at the same point in time, you want to make sure that you, you still keep the presence, even with all the touring and everything that, that you were yeah. doing or whatever, whatnot. Um, is there anything about the parenting experience that you think you learned during that pandemic period of time that you probably knew kind of before the pandemic, but now that you was on lockdown and you ain't going nowhere, you could say, hey, I, this, you see this year here, I learned this from being a dad at that point in time. Well, I'll tell you this, but uh, well, I'm also a, a, a boy dad too. Correct, correct, yes. There's a big, big difference between boy and girl. But it's a difference that you wouldn't, nobody can describe it to you until you have a boy and a girl and you realize Fox. two different things. Right. It's hostage and terrorist. <laughs> Which one, which one is your stitcher? Which one is terrorist? <laughs> but to answer the question about what I learned, honestly, and the most might sound weird, but I learned that mothers are a blessing to this earth. We, we need to appreciate mothers so much more because remember before pandemic i kind of played the role of a, a visiting dad you know right. i'm there but i'm there for like some days and it's like oh we come we do nice thing we go for ice cream we go there we go and i'm there just for the fun parts you know what i mean yeah but then when corona hit and you're grounded you realize well eh, it's not just the fun parts and there are parts that sometimes like i don't like moms don't get to just pack up and say, take a break. Exactly. You know? I I get to travel, and in, in so doing, I am allowed a certain type of break from parenting, from the day-to-day yeah. -day parenting. Yeah. So when I was able to, to just calm down and see it, it made me, one, appreciate the time you have with your kids in a different type of way. But it really and truly made me appreciate the, the type of effort that mothers put in to the kids for making breakfast and cleaning up after the kids. Sometimes you try to let them clean up the room, but boy, you know, you're going to have to go in there and pick up our soft again, do this, this, and they do this every day. Every and day. lunch and the, the, the snacks and the, the clothes to wash and like, this is every day. Yeah. You know, and I never stop to think about this is your routine apart from your work routine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's what the pandemic taught me most about parenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, even my brother and my and and, and my nephew, um, we know that when he here at nine o'clock at night, my brother tired, right? Wherever it is, he can do whatever for the day. No, once my mm. nephew is here, you know, at nine o'clock, them lights out because he had to run up and down and make sure that he's so taken care of. Because he'll be there with him for seven days for the week, and it's like as a laser focus as a parent that you have at that point in time that is totally different from anything else that you're doing. I think, mm -hmm. um, as you rightfully said, having that time now to actually sit down and, and see and be, be immersed into that more now, um, you get a greater appreciation for the challenges that probably your, your mother and, and everybody went through and only women in their life who are parents will go through, you know? For sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, yeah. it's a privilege to be a father. This is a really big responsibility to be a father. Yeah. And I give thanks just for being blessed with two 
wonderful kids and two very loving and caring um, baby mothers, you know? Yeah. So, you know, they might not see it, but give thanks. <laughs> you give thanks, you give thanks, you give thanks. Give um, thanks. Final, qu final question before we lock it off for the evening. Um, obviously, 2020, big pandemic. Mm -hmm. 2021, we now getting ready to come out of the pandemic. Everybody saying 2021, we go and be outside. Um, I was extremely traumatized, like everybody else, from seeing what happened in St. Vincent with the volcano um, right. and the eruption of the volcano. Um, was that in itself as well a, a, a traumatic experience for you personally? And what would you like to see now in 2022 that we've been hearing St. Vincent saying, we haven't had Vinci Mass. Um, what would you like to see? How, what do you think people could expect out of a Vinci Mass this year? Do you think we can expect to get Vinci Mass on the level that we know it to be? Or do you think it might be scale back depending? You know, what, what, what is your outlook for that? So there is the, I am a, I am a cultural ambassador for St. Vincent, right? Right. Um, and I don't mean that just in a, in a symbolic way. I mean that like li literally. I, I am a cultural ambassador like with a right. diplomatic passport and everything, right? Right. So I'm going to say this. Vinci Mars is going to be a scaled-down vaccinated festival. Thank you. Right? It's going mm -hmm. to be two weeks of of well-coordinated, well-put-together, um, logistically-coordinated events that go through a very methodical system for entry, and for being safely in our party. That is what is going to happen for Vinci Mass. Right. That is me, cultural ambassador, Mr. Gamal Doyle. <laughs> right, right. I just want to take off that hat for one moment. Right. The same energy I told you about prior to all in this conversation about the type of energy that we have, while we may strive to have this very clinical, very sterile carnival, the energy and pulse of the people, I am, I am afraid, will not allow for that type of sterile and well-behaved type of situation. So I know that there is going to be a ground and an organic energy that will rise in pockets across the country that at some point will either be severely policed or just throw your hand in the air and just know that the will of the people is the will of the people. Understood. And that's not to say I am encouraging these types of things, but I yeah. just know my people is like in Grenada. Like look at how that they, it, when, when people need to be about and feel that energy, they will be about and feel that energy. So I know yeah. that for the, for the most part, it is going to be what it is branded to be vaccinated for um, zones and so forth. But if you're looking to come to St. Vincent, I um, can almost guarantee you're still going to get to feel almost, almost the type of energy in pockets yeah. across the country as you would have normally experienced in, in years and, and one year now away from what happened with the volcano, because again, when you look at the news and you, you might not know St. Vincent, you might think, well, yeah. the volcano happened and everything, you know, is, 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 is flattened on the island. But yeah, um, no. If it is that you know the island well enough, you'll understand the impacts of it. One year away from that, do you see what happened with the volcano last year impacting anything where Vinci Mass is concerned for 2022? No, I don't think it's a case. No, Corona is what did that. You know, yeah. I, 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 but I also call that time period 
around the volcano eruption, the, the pandemic apocalypse. The pandemic apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were experiencing an already bad situation with the corona. And then that um eruption thing forced people to be in tight spaces in a in a time that they didn't have to prepare. You can't really sterilize that type of environment under those types of emergency situations, you know? Yeah. So I know those 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 couple of months, they were very rough on people who had to just kind of relocate and just kind of reprogram their minds to sharing a, a, a school toilet with 50 people because yeah. they cannot go back to their house. Or when they go back to the house, the roof collapsed because the weight of the ash was so heavy and that type of thing. So I know... While we may not be seeing the kind of side effects from that because it's not in front of our face, it's not in the news cycle, I am pretty sure that there are persons and families who are still going through the emotions of losing their livestock. They come back and meet all their pigs either not there or yeah. not there, either because they were stolen, they ran away, they died. Like, you know, it's just a whole thing where people had to kind of restart and start over their lives. So one year later... I'm pretty sure people are picking up the pieces, but it was more humanitarian crisis versus a, a structural and environmental one per se. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, bro, um, as I said, first of all, thank you for giving me time this evening. Um, I know yeah, you, have, you, have to, you have to rush to the airport. That is one. Um, two, um, thank you as well for keeping the commitment this evening. Um, we were looking to delay, but it's like, yo, we will, we will get it done. And we got yeah. it done. Thank you for Travi following us to have commercial free time for the last eh, 49 minutes. So we got 49 minutes straight. No ads. Right. Um, you know, as I always say, like, I, I, I respect your work ethic. Um, I respect, uh, again, a hell out of all the artists from St. Vincent that have been doing what they've been doing for the last couple of years. As you know, I'm a huge proponent of what has happened from St. Vincent and Grandians. And I'm really yeah. thankful that guys like you continue to do what to do. And, you know, I'm really hoping that 2022 um, has the successes. And, and as I tell people, let 2022 be the year that everything that you may have lost in the last two years, you, you claim it back with interest, you know? So I look forward to seeing you in Trinidad and Tobago. Right, and thank you, you so much for, 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 for making the time to come on the program tonight. All right, all right, man. You don't know. This right, has then. been the Creative Collective Podcast, hosted by Shomari KRL.